We begin in Iran, where overnight the country's supreme leader has pardoned tens of thousands of prisoners, many who are involved in the recent protests. It's believed as many as 20,000 people have been arrested after taking to the streets across the country, and four have already been executed. Jason Rezian is a journalist with the Washington Post. He was the paper's Tehran-based correspondent and detained in the country for more than a year and a half between 2014 and 2016, and he's our guest. Thank you so much for joining us, Jason. Good morning, Patricia. Thanks for having me on. Details are still vague, but why do you think that the Supreme Leader has taken this action and offered this amnesty to so many? Well, this is uh, is actually a common occurrence in Iran, uh, especially around uh, major Shia holidays. Today is uh, one of those. It's the birth date of the first Shia saint, Ali, uh, who was born 1,400 years ago. Uh, and it's considered Father's Day in Iran. So uh, commuting the sentences, pardoning uh, inmates is a common occurrence, happens several times a year. I don't want to underplay the importance of it uh, for the, the people affected, the people who are freed. Uh, but, you know, the, the notion that large numbers of um, political prisoners in particular would be freed today uh, is probably an exaggeration by the state. The amnesty will not apply to dual nationals or those who refuse to admit uh, and regret their crimes. Does that mean people have to choose to admit to their crimes or remain in prison? Yeah. I mean, essentially, if you, if you want to get out, you have to uh, acknowledge that you did something wrong, whether you did or you did not. Uh, I can tell you, as you mentioned, dual nationals uh, and other foreign nationals are never a part of these instances. Uh, Your compatriot, Kylie Moore Gilbert, uh, would have had a dozen or more uh, of these moments when the uh, Iranian state freed prisoners and, and she was passed by, I was passed by, all the other Americans who were languishing in the same prison and passed by. This is more for domestic consumption to uh, give the veneer of uh, benevolent rule uh, by the theocracy. There are at least four people who have been executed for participating in the protests and another 100 who could be facing that same, um, that same destiny, the death penalty. Is there any suggestion these people will be offered an amnesty too? Look, um, Iran is one of the most um, uh, regular uh, users of the death penalty anywhere in the world. More prisoners in Iran are executed per capita than any other country. Uh, only China uh, executes more people. Uh, people are often pardoned, uh, people that have the death penalty, but they go through with executions at, at a very uh, fast clip. And, you know, you alluded to the fact that four people uh, were, were already executed in, in connection with the protests of recent months. That's extraordinarily quick uh, to, to put somebody on trial, uh, to sentence them to death, and then to carry out that death sentence uh, all in the span of a couple of months. Uh, and it goes to show you that this is more of a, of a judicial practice, extrajudicial practice, whereby the state is trying to use the levers of its judiciary uh, to deter people from going out into the streets. So I, I think that that has largely succeeded for the time being. Protests have uh, been mostly tamped down for the moment. 
Uh, I don't expect them to execute uh, more uh, protesters in, in the short term. But as soon as, uh, as protests flare up again, I wouldn't doubt it if they use this extreme and abhorrent measure uh, anew all over again. So has, has the measure that they've used helped to quiet, quiet the unrest? Has it been effective? Yeah, there's an arbitrary nature to how they met out the death penalty. The four men uh, that have been uh, executed in, in, in connection with the protests uh, were accused of pretty minor crimes, right? Uh, one of them was accused of setting a garbage can on fire. Uh, and I think the message to the Iranian people is you too can uh, wind up uh, hanging uh, if you were to take part in these kinds of uh, activities against the state. And unfortunately, uh, that is a very effective scare tactic uh, that, that the, uh, the state has often used. It's essentially, you know, this could happen to anybody. Well, yes, it's it's terrifying. Uh, the international focus has really shifted from the protests in recent weeks. Are people still demonstrating on the streets of Iran? They are, uh, and they have been, you know, for 44 years uh, to varying degrees. And I, I don't think uh, that it's correct to say that the, uh, the this protest movement is over. It's all part of a long continuation of dissatisfaction with the state that has become clearly enable to uh, to live up to the very basic and um, and frankly realistic uh, demands of its populace and what we've seen in recent months is a coalescing of different groups of disenfranchised Iranians women ethnic minorities like Kurds Baluchis Arabs religious minorities Sunnis Baha'is and others rising up all at the same time because the state cannot, deliver on the basic needs uh, that it's long been able to to provide. So I, I, I think we're in for a continued cycle of unrest in Iran. Uh, and, and, you know, one can never predict what and when those will set off. Uh, but, but I can't imagine it'll be too long. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Jason. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Jason Rezaian is a journalist with the Washington Post. Now, he was the paper's Tehran-based correspondent and detained in Iran between 2014 and 2016. You're listening to ABC RM Breakfast. Patricia Carvelis with you. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.